0: Welcome to The Gregory Out Podcast. Well, thank you again for being a part of this special church family that we get to call home. We get to call life changers and we get to say about each other, we're family. And really, I began talking to you last week about children of freedom being children of freedom because we've been adopted by the father. And our verse that we started out with was Romans chapter eight, verse 15. And I want to pick up there because It's always been about family to God. It's always been about family. He is creating the greatest family that has ever existed. And we get to be a part of that. We are the sons and daughters. We are the children of freedom because we're the children of God. And he says here in Romans chapter eight, verse 15, for you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons or as children, as sons and daughters, by which we cry out Abba father. One translation says by which we cry out father, our father, father, our father. Such a beautiful verse. You've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption of children by whom we cry father, our father. And I want you to hear this. The spirit of adoption is what delivers us from the spirit of fear. The spirit of adoption is what delivers us from the spirit of rejection. The spirit of adoption is what delivers us from the spirit of bondage to fear, to rejection, to insecurity, to inferiority, even to anger, which is the fruit of fear. You see, when you realize you've been adopted, when you realize you're a part of the royal family of God, it liberates you from life, rejecting you when you get rejected by life, it doesn't hurt you. It doesn't affect you. It doesn't. It doesn't uh, penetrate your heart or your soul, because your shield of faith in God being your father is more powerful than all the fiery darts of inferiority that come against us. All the fiery darts of rejection, all the fiery darts of insecurity, all the fiery darts that the devil tries to throw our way. The shield of faith is the shield of God's faithfulness, trusting that our father will always be faithful to us. And I want to talk about the what it means to be children of freedom. And I want to talk about how to live fearlessly because children of freedom, children of freedom leave, live fearlessly. Children of freedom live fearlessly. And I want to show you a couple verses that will help you to understand this, because fear is. And as I said, all fear is rooted in the fear of rejection. And you can't put a price tag on fearless living. And today you're going to experience fearless living. And the only thing that fear does in our lives is it paralyzes us. It stops our progress. Satan loves to stop your progress through fear stop you living boldly because of fear. And where does fear come from? The fear that we're going to be rejected or the fear that we're going to be judged. And we already know that God will never reject us and God will never judge us as the world will be judged because we've accepted Jesus Christ, as Savior and Lord. And we talked about judgment for several weeks so we can live fearlessly in the face of the world's rejection, the world's comparison traps, the world's worries and fears and anxieties. How to truly live fearlessly is what I want you to get out of this and how to truly live as children of freedom. And. Remember that fear is the path to bad decisions. Fear is always the path to the dark side, like Yoda said. Remember, he said fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Yoda said it's a great quote. I love it. Fear hinders us from becoming the people that God intended for us to be. So children of freedom, we can live freely, fearlessly. We can live free from fear without fear dominating us, without the bondage of rejection and anger and insecurity, inferiority and crippling anxiety. You know, you can live this way totally fearlessly. First John 416 says, And we have come to know and believe the love which God has for us, for God is love and the one who abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. Notice what he says there. We have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us, knowing it and believing it, knowing God's love that he has for us and believing God's love that he has for us delivers us from fear. Verse 17 goes on to say from the literal standard version in this love has been perfected with us that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because even as he is, so are we in this world. Verse 18 goes on to say, And I like this in the New Living Translation, he says such love has no fear. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. It's not about you loving more that delivers you from fear, but it's believing and experiencing his perfect love for you that delivers you from fear. His love is perfect because it never ends. His love is perfect because it's unconditional. His love is perfect because it matures. You, his love is perfect because it's complete in Christ. His love is perfect, because it's demonstrated with action. His love is perfect because it makes you whole. His love is perfect because it never ends. His love is perfect because it's unconditional. It's unstoppable and it will heal you everywhere you're hurting and everywhere you're suffering and everywhere there's fear and everywhere there's pain. His perfect love casts it out, expels all fear. I love that verse. I love it in the Aramaic Bible. In plain English, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear is by suspicion. But he who fears is not grown up in love. Well, what are we doing in this life? We're here to grow up in love. We're here to grow up in the love of God. We're here to this is what grows us up. This is what matures us is the love that God has for us. And this is what empowers us to be able to to free others and to see others set free and to reach others with the gospel. Now, there are several points that I want to make about what how children of freedom live. We're children of freedom. Remember, because in Galatians chapter four, verse six, But because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into your hearts. I want you to see this Galatians four, six, because you are children, his children, God's children. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts where we cry father, our father or Abba father verse seven. Now you are no longer a slave. Say that now I am no longer a slave, but I am God's own child. I love how he says it in the New Living Translation. Now say that out loud, say, now I am no longer a slave. We're just speaking. This verse is what activates the power of this verse. Speaking it out loud. I want you to say that Say, now I am no longer a slave, but I'm God's own child. And since I'm his child, God has made me his heir, his heir to the promises, his heir to the inheritance and verse Seven says in the CE version. I love this as well. You are no longer slaves We sang about that last Sunday. We're living it out this Sunday. You are no longer slaves. You are God's children and you will not be given and you will be given what he has promised. You are no longer slaves. You are God's children and you will be given what he has promised. And so that's why I want to talk and continue to talk about what it means to be children of freedom. It means number one, children of freedom live fearlessly. Number two, write these down. This will change your life and I'll go through them relatively quickly. Number one, children of freedom live fearlessly. We live fearlessly. We know we're accepted. We know we're loved. We know we're chosen so we can live without fear. We know God will never reject us. Psalm 94, verse 14 says the Lord will not reject his people. He will not abandon his special possession. We can be free from the fear of rejection, abandonment. Or just be an average, he said, we're his special possession. It's beautiful. Number one, children of freedom live fearlessly. Number two, children of freedom ask boldly. I want you to think about this. This is who you are. Children of freedom live fearlessly. Number two, children of freedom. Ask boldly. We get to ask boldly, not just asking for anything, but asking boldly according to his promises. There's seven thousand of them. We can go and ask boldly. I love what Hebrews chapter four, verse 16 says, therefore, that we can come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. I love what he says in First John five, verse 14. Listen to this. Watch this. First John five, 14. He says, and this is the confidence that we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have. The petitions that we've asked of him, he said, this is the confidence. This is the confidence that we can ask boldly. Watch this. Ephesians three twenty Woo. passion translation. Watch this. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and to accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Boy, this is why you should ask boldly. This is why we should ask big. This is why we should ask without condition. We should ask without limits. We should ask without worry, without fear that somehow God's going to be mad because we're asking for too much. Nothing could be too much when the God of the God of love who calls us his children says he will do infinitely beyond all that we can ask or think. What does it say? He'll do exceeding abundantly above and beyond. you think God's trying to get a message to us. Think of all the adjectives that he's using to describe this. He'll do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all that we can ask or think. And in this translation, it says he'll 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 accomplish it all. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream and exceed your wildest imagination. So you know what? Here's what I here's what I take from that. Let's have some great requests. Let's make some great requests to God, like our whole family's salvation, like our whole family's healing, like the blessing of God upon all the loved ones that you have. Like we can ask for anything. We can request big, he said. He said he will infinitely achieve more than your greatest requests, your most unbelievable dream and exceed your wildest imagination. So we we need to have some unbelievable dreams. We need to have start with some believable ones, man. Just ask, start asking for that. Start dreaming bigger than you did yesterday and keep dreaming bigger and keep believing bigger and keep imagining better because that's how God does things. It gets better and better all the time. This is how children of freedom live. Children of freedom live fearlessly. Children of freedom ask boldly. That's what children of freedom do. That's how children of freedom live. This is you and me. We're these children of freedom and we get to ask boldly above and beyond, infinitely beyond. Wow. I love these thoughts that God gives us. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream and your wildest imagination. Reimagining the church is one of my dreams. Reimagining that the church can really be love, that the church can really experience revival, that the church can really reach the hurting rather than shame the hurting, that the church can become a family to anyone and everyone who wants to get adopted by God, because all are welcome. Everybody, no matter what you've been through. You come through those doors with whatever life that was dealt to you and you will be transformed by the love of God and the goodness of God and the power of God. Let's ask boldly. Let's ask boldly. Let's ask for God to deliver us from all anxiety. Let's ask God to meet all of our needs and our family's needs according to his riches and glory. Like, let's ask boldly. You want your if your life is boring, ask God for a wildly a wildly above and beyond life that you could have never imagined. Ask God for some adventure. He'll give it to you. It might not be what you thought it was going to be, but it'll be better than anything you could come up with. God will do infinitely beyond all that you can ask or think. So ask boldly. This is how children of freedom live. Number one, children of freedom live fearlessly. Number two, children of freedom Ask boldly. Number three, children of freedom receive freely. Children of freedom receive freely. Why do we receive freely? Why do we live fearlessly? We live fearlessly because perfect love casts out fear. How can we ask boldly? Because we know who we're asking. How can we receive freely? Because we know who has promised receive freely. John 16, 23, Jesus says, and in that day you will ask me nothing. Truly, I say to you, if you ask the father for anything in my name, he will give it to you. He will give it to you. Truly, I truly, truly if one, as if one truly wasn't enough coming from the mouth of Jesus, one truly would have been enough. But he said, gives us two truly, 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 verily, verily, for my King Jimmy fans out there. verily, verily, I say to you, if you ask the father for anything in my name, he will give it to you. Woo. Until now, he says, you've asked for nothing in my name, ask and you will receive. Stop right there for a second. Ask and you will receive children of freedom. Receive freely. Children of freedom. Receive freely because they know the one who has promised children of freedom. Receive freely. Number three. Number four. We're getting through these now. These are fun. This is going to set you up for victory all the days of your life. Number four, children of freedom walk joyfully because they know who's listening. They walk joyfully because they know who's listening. Children of freedom live fearlessly because perfect love casts out fear. Children of freedom ask boldly because they know who they're praying to. Children of freedom receive freely because they know who made the promise and children of freedom walk joyfully because they know who's listening. Look at verse twenty four again in John 16. It's right in the same verse as receiving freely, he says in verse twenty four until now, you've asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive. Watch this. Up until now, you've asked for nothing in my name. Ask. Jesus says to us, Until now, you've asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive so that your joy may be made full. You see where joy comes from. It doesn't come from just some spiritual feeling. It's not just some spiritual feeling that some people have. Jesus said joy comes from knowing that when we ask the father in his name, he wants us to receive ask and you will receive so your joy may be made full. Like, I don't know if 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 too many Christians actually believe this verse because either they're not asking and receiving so their joy isn't full or they're not asking at all. And so their joy isn't made full or they don't actually believe that our joy being made full was God's idea. This is Jesus idea. No preacher made this up. We, we we're not that smart. <laughs> we're not smart enough. But listen, he said, "Ask and you will receive, so that your joy will be made full." So your joy will be made full. I think there's another place in Scripture where it says, "I say these things unto you, so that your joy would be made full." There's there's other places the Bible talks about Jesus promises that we can live in joy. I I say these things to you that your joy may be made full. I think he says it in John, Chapter 15, John, 16, four. I've spoken to you so that when the hour comes, he said that you you remember that I told you these things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. That's just a bonus verse. It doesn't have anything to do with anything I'm saying. But here's the here's the great news. The Bible says that if we ask in his name, we can receive and our joy will be made full. Wow. I love that promise. We can walk joyfully. You know, God doesn't want you to live without joy. Joy is the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit is love and then joy. The first thing that comes as a result of God's love is joy. The thing that makes us the happiest in life is love. Love makes us most happy and most joyful. And God loves us with making us his children. He loves us by making us his kids, making us children of freedom and children of freedom can ask. Look at what he says again in verse twenty four. Children of freedom can ask and receive that our joy will be made full. This is God's idea for you to be happy. This is God's idea for you to have joy. I know a lot of Christians squabble over there's a difference between happiness and joy. Joy is from the Lord and happiness is based on circumstances. They're the same thing to me. And they're they're mentioned in Scripture just about the same amount, if not more happy. There's more verses about happiness in the Bible maybe than there are even about joy. But it's this it's happiness It doesn't have to be based on circumstances. The Bible says happy is the man that does not condemn himself. Happy is the man that knows his sins are forgiven. Happy is the man whose God is the Lord. Like there are a lot of places in scripture that the Bible talks about that make us happy. That's God's idea. But here we can walk children of freedom, walk joyfully. We're not walking in depression. We have a heavenly father. We're not walking in anxiety. We have a heavenly father. We're not walking in fear. We have a heavenly father. We're not walking condemned. We have a heavenly father. We're not walking afraid. We have a heavenly father. We're not walking without certainty and assurance that we're going to heaven because our father in heaven is waiting for us there. Woo! Somebody's got to shout amen or something out there. And let me know. Shout amen to me right now by typing it in in bold. I want to hear from you. Come on, online family. This is the greatest thing we could ever have is be children of God. And I call it children of freedom. We're the sons and daughters of God. And therefore we live fearlessly. We're the sons and daughters of God. Therefore, we can ask boldly. We're the sons and daughters of God. Therefore, we can receive freely. We're the sons and daughters of God. Therefore, we can live and move and walk joyfully. Woo! Love promises of God. Number five kind of. Ties it back to the first one earlier, but or is the second one. But number five children of freedom behave. Confidently, we behave confidently, not arrogantly. Arrogance is when you think that you're better than somebody else because of something. When really we're all equal in Christ, no matter who we are, no matter where we're from, no matter what we've been through. We're all joint heirs. We're family. You know, in a healthy family, the, the, the kids celebrate each other in a healthy family. The spouses celebrate each other. They enjoy each other. They are happy when each other succeed in a healthy family. All the children are happy for other for each other when they succeed. They're not jealous because we're family. Why would we be jealous of our brother or sister being blessed because we know we have the same father that they have? We can live and behave confidently. This is what children of freedom do. We behave confidently. We're not insecure. We're not inferior. We don't live in inferiority. We don't have to live with that complex anymore. We don't live in with insecurity. We don't have to live with that complex anymore. We can have boldness. We can have confidence because we know where to go. When we're worried, we know where to go when we're afraid. We know where to go when we have a need. Back to Hebrews chapter four, verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly I like what I think is in the new American standard. He said, let us therefore come with confidence to the throne of grace. Let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace. We sang about that throne today. It's the throne of grace and the lamb is upon the throne. Aren't you glad that. It's not a throne of judgment, it's a throne of grace, it's not a throne of punishment. It's a throne of grace. It's not a throne of the wrath of God. It's the throne of grace. And we can receive mercy. Every time and find grace to help, I just want to be clear about this. When can we. Go with confidence to the throne of grace, when can we receive mercy and find grace to help us. Oh, it's found in those last four words of the verse in time of need. So if you have a financial need, that's the time of need. Go to the throne of grace with confidence. You have an emotional need. You have a need. Go to the throne of grace with confidence. You have a physical need. You have a need. It's a time of need. Go with confidence to the throne of grace. You have a relationship need. It's a need. God promises help in time of need. Go confidently to the throne of grace. We can behave confidently in our lives. We can relate to God confidently in our lives because we know the blood of Jesus gives us confidence to go before our God and stand in his presence without fear, without condemnation, without guilt, without shame. I love what he says in Hebrews 1019 we can come to the holy place by the blood of Jesus. We have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus. We don't have confidence to enter the holy place because of our holiness. We have confidence to enter the holy place because of the holiness of the blood of Jesus. We have his holiness. The blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Gives us confidence to go boldly to the holy place, to the throne of grace, to the holy place. I love we get to go to the throne of grace. We get to go to the holy place. We get to go. And seek his face. And what a day that's going to be when we see his face without this earthly limitation that limits us now. Still can go to him any time, boldly, any time to the holy place, any time to the throne of grace. Let's go and meet his beautiful face. Number six. Children of freedom, number one, live fearlessly, children of freedom. Number two, ask boldly children of freedom. Number three, receive freely children of freedom. Number four, walk joyfully children of freedom. Number five, behave confidently. Children of freedom. Number six. Children of freedom get up quickly when they've fallen because they know who they are. They're the righteousness of God. Children of freedom get up quickly when they fall. Children of freedom get up quickly when they fall. We all fall. But children of freedom, we get up quickly. We're not staying down. We're not going to beat ourselves up. We're not going to beat other people up. We're not going to blame God. We're not going to be mad at God. We're not going to quit. We're not going to give up because we're children of freedom and we have the freedom to get up quickly when we fall. Look at what he says in Proverbs chapter twenty four, verse sixteen. It says a righteous man falls seven times, but he rises again. Another translation says a righteous man falls, but he gets up again. He rises again. It doesn't matter how many times he's using the name, the word seven He's using the number seven because seven speaks of the number of perfection. And if you got to fall seven times, he's like, look, you can fall seven times and rise again. Get up again. Why are we righteous, by the way? Means you're going to keep getting up until you're mature. And when you fall, if you're still if you still fall, when you When you mature, you can get up again because you're not fully matured yet. None of us are at perfection yet. None of us are fully matured yet. So we're still fallen sometimes. But the righteous look at this in I think the new American standard, wherever it is, a righteous man. Well, who's a righteous man? The Bible says through the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, we reign in life. The Bible says in Second Corinthians chapter five twenty one. He became sin for us, that we would become the righteousness of God in him. It's not talking about a righteous man that never does anything wrong. It's talking about a righteous man falling. So clearly he's not a righteous man because he never does anything wrong. Otherwise he wouldn't have fallen. Think about that. In Proverbs twenty-four sixteen, a righteous man falls, a righteous man falls. So obviously he's talking about a righteous man that is not still standing up. He's fallen in some way. So he's not talking about people who never do anything wrong. That's not what righteousness means. It means when you know that you're the righteousness of God in Christ, you can keep getting up when you fall, but get up quickly. He said we get up quickly. We get up fast because we're not living in condemnation. We're not living in guilt. We're not being defined by our fall. We're not being defined by our mistakes. We're not being defined by our failures because the righteous man gets up because children of freedom get up quickly. Children of freedom rise up quickly. Yeah, that's you. That's me. Number. Number seven. Children of freedom choose wisely. Children of freedom choose wisely because they know that God is smarter and we have the mind of Christ. We can choose wisely, not because We're afraid of what God will do to us if we choose foolishly or if we choose unwisely. We're not choosing wisely because we're afraid of what might happen to us. God will never stop loving us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. But we get to choose wisely because we know a better way. God's way is a better way. We know how to choose wisely because the Bible says in First Corinthians two sixteen. We have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. We've not been given the spirit of fear, but power, love and a sound mind to make right choice, to make wise choices. So let me go through these again for you real quick. Children of freedom live fearlessly. Number one. Number two. Children of freedom ask boldly. They live fearlessly because perfect love casts out fear. and We have the perfect love that God has towards us. Number two. Children of freedom ask boldly because they know who they're praying to. Number three, children of freedom receive freely because they know who promised. Number four, children of freedom walk joyfully because they know who's listening. Number five, children of freedom behave confidently because they know where to go when they have a need. Number six, children of freedom get up quickly because they know they're the righteousness of God in Christ. And number seven, children of freedom choose wisely because they know they have the mind of Christ and they have the power to make wise decisions. Well, you're a child of freedom. Say that out loud. I'm a child of freedom. Say that right where you are. I say I'm a son or daughter of freedom. I live fearlessly, say that I live fearlessly. I ask boldly, say that I ask boldly. I receive freely, declare that I receive freely. Come on, everybody say it. I receive freely. Number four, I walk joyfully, say that I walk joyfully. I behave confidently, say that I behave confidently. I get up quickly, say I get up quickly. And I choose wisely, say that I choose wisely. Wow, that's you. That's me. That's us. That's what God always intended. We're part of his family were the sons and daughters of freedom sons and daughters of freedom yeah now if you're not a son or daughter of god yet you can be you're one word away his name is jesus he died for your sins he rose from the dead all you got to do is just pray and receive him today Maybe you need this for a loved one. Maybe you have a loved one that needs to be saved. Believe with me for them right now. Believe for our loved ones. Believe for those that are watching that aren't saved. Believe for the harvest of souls. It's the greatest thing in this world we could ever do is win people to Jesus because there is a heaven and there is a hell. And Jesus has made a way for us to escape the punishment and the judgment of our sin and to be able to spend eternity with our Heavenly Father who's waiting for us. Pray this out loud. Just say this Heavenly Father right where you're watching. I believe Jesus died for my sins. Pray that I believe Jesus died for my sins. I believe he rose from the dead. I believe the blood of Jesus say that I believe the blood of Jesus cleanses me from all my sin. And from this moment forward, I'm a child of God, say that from this moment forward, I'm a child of God and say that from this moment, everybody say that I'm a child of freedom. I'm a child of God. And I'm a child of freedom. Can you say that today? Woo! Hallelujah. Congratulations. You are children of freedom. And so am I. And we're in this together because we are family. I got my brothers and my sisters with me. Come on, Sister Sledge. Love you guys. Thanks for connecting with us today. And I can't wait to see you on moments on Wednesday and bring a friend with you on Sunday online or in person. Love you guys. God bless.